You're listening to the Whitewater Church Podcast. We just want to say thanks so much for tuning in. And if you enjoy what you hear today, please subscribe, share, and review the podcast. If you want to support what Whitewater is doing, you can go to whitewaterchurch.org slash give. Let's dive into this week's message together. If you or maybe somebody you know, or maybe a few people you know, are on a faith journey that's going through the, the phases of construction deconstruction and reconstruction, or maybe order, disorder, and then reorder, I think a really important concept that often gets forgotten is the concept of the common good. Now, the way I think of the common good is is like a lake. A lake is a wonderful thing. And where I'm from in Bellingham, everybody wanted to live on the lake. Uh, Everyone wanted to use the lake, play on the lake, swim in the lake, but not everybody wanted to take care of the lake. I want you to picture with me a, a lake for a moment with people that are living around a community that's living on a lake. And you might have one person that it might say, well, you know, this is my part of the lake and I can do whatever I want with it. And this person might begin um, slowly, accidentally, maybe intentionally, who knows, allowing fertilizers and oil and gas and garbage and other toxins to leak into the lake. And, you know, some neighbors might notice and some might actually follow suit and be like, ah, well, if he does it, I can do it. Others might just ignore it. It's like, ah, it's not that big of a deal. And the water seems okay to me. But eventually you might have some neighbors come by and say, hey, you're polluting the lake for everybody. Might say that to the guy. And the polluter might say, well, this is my part of the lake, so I'll do what I want and you can't stop me. If this becomes our thinking as a community that lives on a lake together, not only is the water becoming toxic, but our thinking is becoming toxic and unhealthy. If we believe that we can do whatever we want and it doesn't really impact others, well, we believe a lie that's not true. And we're actually putting the community at risk. And this is the picture of the common good. We all share a city, a community together. We all get the benefits. We all see some of the challenges. But what one person does impacts the whole, impacts the community. We all live on a lake. Everybody wants to live on the lake, but does everybody want to take care of the lake? Tendency is to use the lake, to use the community, to use the city for what we want, not steward the lake, not steward the city for the common good. And I think this illustration helps us so much when we're approaching the common good, you know, our about our choices impacting others, about our view of, of ourselves as individuals within the community. And whether we like it or not, we share our communities, our economies, our highways, our cities, our lakes. What one person does in the lake affects everybody else. It's a false and selfish statement to say, I can do whatever I want without impacting others. It'd be hard to, to think of Jesus, the one who said, love your neighbor as yourself, to use this kind of logic. I I think Jesus taught us to serve one another and to lift others up. In our individualistic society, it's so easy to be a person and a Christian who has no thought or theology for the common good. But the Bible teaches us differently. There are different spiritual gifts, but the same spirit, writes Paul. And there are different ministries and the same Lord. And there are different activities, but the same God who produces all of them in everyone. A demonstration of the Spirit is given to each person for what? The common good. This is in 1 Corinthians 12. Christians are called to work for the common good, the good of all, not just their own families or churches. 
We aren't supposed to work for our piece of the lake, our slice of the pie. It's very easy for individuals to care for just their piece of the lake. It's very easy for churches and other organizations to only care about their piece of the lake. But God cares about the whole lake. He cares about the whole city. He cares about the whole world. Not just our slice, not just what we see or what we have or what our church sees and what our church has. And what we do or don't do impacts the health of the whole city, our whole community, whether we like it or not. Working for the common good flows from the reality of common grace. This is a theological concept I think is so important. The concept of the common good flows from a theology of common grace. Most Christians are familiar with saving grace, God's gift of salvation by his power and love through Jesus. Sometimes Christians aren't as familiar with the concept of common grace or the reality of common grace. Common grace is the gifts God has given to all creation. A community is a gift of common grace. Rain and sunlight are common grace. Irrigation systems, sewer systems are common grace. A school system, a healthcare system is common grace. A transit system, common grace. Even the roads we drive on, all of those are common grace. You see, all these things, these beautiful gifts of God and institutions that God gives us to help run these things and keep these things are common grace. Jesus said in Matthew 5, I say, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you. In that way, you'll be acting as true children of your Father in heaven. Now notice here. For he, God, gives sunlight to both the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. You see, God's love is indiscriminate, and he gives gifts of common grace to all people. Ray Bakke used to say that the difference between saving grace and common grace is that you give money toward common grace in your community through taxes, and you give toward saving grace uh, in your church through tithes and offerings. As followers of Jesus, we're to develop an eye for common grace and saving grace and work for the common good that God is doing in the world. A few principles about Christians and the common good. A common good Christian sees people, communities, and cities as gifts from God, not just hellish things to condemn and escape from. In all its brokenness, God is at work in the world, in our cities, in our churches, in ourselves. Jeremiah 29 says, work for the peace and prosperity of the city where I sent you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, for its welfare will determine your welfare. God wants us to see people, our churches, and especially our cities, Christians, as gifts from God where common good is happening. A common good Christian sees the wounds in the church and city and tries to heal those wounds together. Galatians 6 says this, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those who belong to the family of believers. So take care of fellow Christians and church. That should be a priority. But we're supposed to take care of all people and work for the common good. A common good Christian recognizes their churches and communities and cities are made up of personal relationships and institutional relationships. How can we use our gifts to serve the common good for all? and bring heaven to earth in a Jesus-y way. 1 Corinthians 12, 7 again says, a demonstration of the Spirit is given to each person for the common good. God gives these spiritual gifts to us 
to use for the common good. And that's not just for our families. It's not just for ourselves. It's not even just for our churches, but it's for our world and for our cities. And it's important to note that a common good Christian realizes that the common good, it doesn't demand uniformity or, you know, erase liberty or personal rights or take away a a sense of individual creativity and entrepreneurship. You know, working for the common good fans all of those things into flame, but within the context of love. So your creativity, your liberty, your entrepreneurship, all those things are to be within the the limits, but also within the, the health of love, that we use our love to serve others. I love this verse that emphasizes this. You were called to freedom, brothers and sisters, only don't let this freedom be an opportunity to indulge your selfish impulses. So don't use your liberty for selfishness. Like God's given you liberty, take a hold of that, it's a gift. And then it goes on to say, but serve each other through love. Don't use your liberty for selfishness, use it to serve and love others. Now, common good thinking defines humans as stewards of the good gifts of God, stewards of our cities and their institutions. And those institutions we know have faults, have blind spots, and sometimes can be very unhealthy, but still they're gifts that we're to work at stewarding. So often we think the common good uh, gifts of God as like my gifts from God. What can this community, what can this church, what can this city, and what can this institution do for me? But Christians are to learn that we are stewards, not exploiters. We're servants, not takers. Remember, don't let this freedom be an opportunity to indulge your selfish impulses, but serve each other through love. A common grace Christian can still hold their faith convictions while serving the common good. You don't have to let go of your faith to serve the common good. Actually, your faith, it launches you and empowers you to serve the common good. It's not an either or, it's both common grace and saving grace. It's loving other people and loving God. In John 17, Jesus prayed, I'm not asking that you take them out of this world, but that you keep them safe from the evil one. They don't belong to this world just as I don't belong to this world. Jesus knows that we are sent into this world to be loved to this world, but we hold that tension of being in the world, but not of the world. And that's something that we can remember as we work for the common good. We all share a lake together. How are we stewarding that for each other and future generations? We all sit at a table together with our families and friends and even people in the community we might disagree with. How are we stewarding that table for each other in the future? We all live in a city. How are we stewarding that for each other in the future? I learned this quote from H. Spees that in 1630, John Winthrop gave a sermon casting a vision for the kind of city he hoped to establish uh, in Salem, Massachusetts. The sermon was called Model of Christian Charity. In it, he said this, We must entertain each other in brotherly affection. We must be willing to trim ourselves of our surplus for the supply of others' necessities. And we must delight in each other, make others' conditions our own, rejoice together, mourn together, labor and suffer together, always having before our our eyes our community as members of the same body. And he got that from the Apostle Paul. When we are going through our own crisis of faith, or even maybe just phases of our faith journey from construction, deconstruction, and hopefully reconstruction of our faith, we can sometimes forget that we're called to do good 
to all and work for the common good of our cities, regardless of where we're at, what we're thinking through. It's just really easy to begin focusing on ourselves, on our spiritual journey, and and kind of forgetting that no matter where we're at, God wants to use us to do good as we're working through stuff. It's really easy to act like the only person on a lake. A church can act like the only person on a lake, but we all live on a lake whether we like it or not. How will we steward that together? A great question I want to leave you with is this question for you individually and for our church. If you or our church were to leave, would our community grieve? It's something to think about as we work toward the common good. Love you guys so much. If this has been a help, share it with somebody. Guys, have a great week. See you next week. Thanks again for listening with us today. If you have any questions or comments about today's message or would like to contact Whitewater Church, reach out at info at or click contact in our show notes. And if you'd like to get involved in what Whitewater's doing to bless our communities, you can go to whitewaterchurch.org give. Your generosity is love in action. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time.